Hey guys, welcome back to the Authentic Uma podcast. This is Rafiq Tataria here. And in today's episode, I'm kind of going over why do we Muslims face the Kaaba? Like when we are praying, what's the significance of the Kaaba? And what does that have to do with our lives? Okay, so for starters, we need to define what does the word Qibla mean? Well, Qibla is an Arabic word. Okay, it does not mean... Uh, it's not an English word, okay? And all it means is direction, okay? So when someone says you need to face the Qibla, what it means in English is you need to face the direction, okay? Because Qibla only means direction. It's nothing more than that. And the only reason for there being a Qibla is for unity, okay? So for example, um, if today we decide, um, I'm with a group of people and I decide that today I want to offer Salah, right? For example, if it's Isha time, if it's late in the night, before midnight, um, and we want to offer our Salah, our Isha prayer, so then some, if you ask some people in the group, some would say, let's face this way, east. Other people might say, let's face west. Some people may say north, others may say south, right? And so for unity, Allah has told us in the Quran that we should um, face towards uh, the Qibla. And the Qibla is the holy mosque. It basically refers to the holy mosque, uh, Masjid al-Haram, which is in Mecca. So the evidence for this is Allah says in the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah, that's chapter number 2, verse number 144. And in that verse Allah says, We see the turning of thy face for guidance to the heavens. Now shall we turn thee to a Qibla that shall please thee. Turn then thy face in the direction of the sacred mosque, that's Masjid Al-Haram in Mecca, wherever you are. Turn your faces in that direction. The people of the book, that's Christians and the Jews, know well that that is the truth from their Lord, nor is Allah unmindful of what they do. Okay, so this goes uh, back into saying that Makkah was actually the first place of worship. Okay, it's kind of the oldest, most sacred place in the world. Okay, um, if you look at Abraham, Prophet Ibrahim, May Allah, uh, may Allah peace, may Allah's peace be upon him, right? Prophet Ibrahim, he he literally um, built up the Kaaba, right? And then uh, they had renovations done to it, right? But that place there was the first place uh, where uh, people were coming to worship. Now, of that verse which I've just quoted, that's in Surah Baqarah, chapter. Uh, 2 verse 144 a bit of story about this verse so this verse was revealed when the prophet peace be upon him first came to medina and he used to pray facing towards bayt al-muqaddas that is in jerusalem okay he had the kaaba behind him and he had syria in front of him okay but uh, what he wanted was that he hoped that allah would change it and so he started look, looking into the sky right looking toward the heavens um, waiting and looking for jibril to come down right that's the angel jibril who brings down the revelation from allah to the to the messenger right so he was um, expecting jibril to come from on top uh, because he expected it to be changed okay and so um that's when the the verse was revealed uh, because the prophet peace be upon him was was looking towards the heavens and so that's why in the translation which i just read you'll notice that uh, allah is saying we see the turning of thy face to, for guidance to the heavens 
and so that revelation was when uh, you know Allah kind of listened to the prophet peace be upon him what he was hoping for what he was expecting and then the the revelation comes down and informs the prophet that now you should uh, change towards um the the mosque in Mecca that is the Masjid al-Haram towards uh, the Kaaba now i just want to mention a hadith which talks about why in our salah we need to be facing the qibla okay so the answer is because it was an instruction from the prophet peace be upon him that we should be facing our qibla uh, we should be facing the qibla okay and that's why we do it so this hadith is in sahih bukhari in the book of oaths and vows book number 78 hadith number 660 and in this hadith it was narrated by abu huraira a man entered the mosque and started praying while allah's apostle was sitting somewhere in the mosque then after finishing the prayer the man came to the prophet and greeted him the prophet peace be upon him said to him go back and pray for you have not prayed the man went back and having prayed he came and greeted the prophet the prophet after returning his greetings said go back and pray for you did not pray on the third time the man said o oh allah's apostle teach me how to pray the prophet peace be upon him said when you get up for the prayer perform the ablution properly and f- and then face the qibla and say takbir allahu akbar and then recite of what you know of the quran and then bow and remain in this state till you feel at rest in bowing then raise your head and stand straight and then prostrate till you feel at rest in prostration and then sit up till you feel at rest while sitting and then prostrate again till you feel at rest in prostration and then get up and stand straight and do all this in all your prayers okay guys that's a hadith but the point i want you to note is um the part where the prophet peace be upon him said is saying that you must face the qibla and then face the qibla okay and the qibla as we know from the quran which i've just read it's in uh, makka okay and so this hadith is a popular hadith it's often referred to as the hadith of the man who prayed badly okay the person who prayed badly this is the hadith which they refer to Now another thing I want to talk about is that some people think that we Muslims worship the qibla and maybe even some Muslims themselves do but we have to understand that we don't worship the qibla at all the qibla is only there uh, for the direction for directional purposes okay so as i said earlier in the example if we want to pray and we're in a room right some people will say here others here and it would be all mixed up and so in order for that not to happen for there to be unity all of the muslims they face towards the qibla okay that is the kaaba and basically i have heard that um, some people say that you can't recite the quran with your back towards the qibla and um, all that kind of stuff but actually that's not true okay when it comes to facing the qibla that is only for salah and some things of worship but when it comes to reading the quran right that's not a worship where we have to um face the qibla nor was it something commanded by us uh, commanded by the prophet peace be upon him to us okay and we have to understand that also at the time of the prophet peace be upon him some sahabas that is the close friends of the prophet the companions of the prophet the people who were close to him and who would observe his every move right some of them stood on top of the kaaba to give the azan as you know in islam 
every day um, five times a day there is an azan being called out and this azan is for um, us to be notified that hey the prayer is coming up prepare yourself right besides that it's also got a message in it and so we have to understand that the Qibla at the time of the Prophet peace be upon him sometimes some Sahabas would stand on top of it and give the azan so if you saying we're worshipping the Kaaba then you have to understand that no worshipper of the Kaaba will ever stand on his idol, right? Because that's what they're inferring, that we're worshipping the Kaaba and so it's an idol. But they have to understand that no no worshipper will ever stand on top of his or her idol, right? On top of his or her idol. And so that kind of negates that claim that um, we're worshipping the Kaaba. The only reason is for unity and um, yeah, that's the only reason. Now another thing I want to talk about is some of the exceptions from facing the Qibla because as you know you know not everybody can face the Qibla in every situation right sometimes people may not be able to face the Qibla and then there are exceptions given in that case so there are three exceptions okay the first one is if a person is unable to face the Qibla right it may be for whatever reason so long as it's a valid reason the second reason is if a person is in a state of intense fear so if his life may be in danger so for example um, if you're praying and then there's a snake which enters the room and it gets on on the place you're praying right if, if a snake comes in you know snakes can kill you right some of them and they and they are quite dangerous right a snake or a scorpion or um, if you see maybe a rat you know just flying past you um, you know it's you'll be in a state of fear so in that case you have to protect yourself and you can move about right and kind of break the prayer at that point meaning just leave the prayer to try to make sure you're first safe okay then the third reason is if a person is traveling okay so if a person is unable to face the Qibla, this is the first point, such that, uh, you know, he is sick or um, that there's some other reason why he can't face towards the Qibla, then the obligation and the duty to face towards the Qibla is waived. And the evidence for this is in Surah At-Taghabun, that is chapter number 64, verse number 16. And this is where Allah says, So fear Allah as much as you are able, and listen and obey and spend in the way of Allah. It is better for yourselves, and whoever is protected from the stinginess of his soul, it is those who will be the successful. So from that verse you can see that the point is, Allah is saying fear Allah as much as you are able to. Okay, there is no hardship in our religion and Allah is the most kind, the most merciful and there is some leeway when, you know, if we're sick or, um, you know, if, if something has happened where we can't face the Qibla. Okay, the second reference for this is in Surah Baqarah, chapter number 2, verse number 286, where Allah says, On no soul does Allah place a burden greater than it can bear. Okay, it's a longer ver it's a long verse, but that's the main point which I want to take from it. On no soul does Allah place a burden greater than it can bear. So, for example, if you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and you're like, "Oh, I it's time for prayer, and I need to find the direction of the qibla." Now, if you've got no idea where you are, you've got no instinct and you've got no expertise at all to try and figure out where's the Qibla, you know, based on the sun or based on uh, the stars, right? If you can't do that, then you can't say to yourself, oh, I don't know where to face, I'm not going to pray, 
right? Because in that case, your the burden for you to find the Qibla has been waved off and you just have to face a direction, um, try your best to identify uh, the Qibla and then just pray in that direction, right? So that's another uh, verse which is uh, giving a bit of evidence on this stuff. The next one is in Sahih Bukhari, in the book of Holding Fast to the Quran and Sunnah, Hadith number 391. And in this hadith, the Prophet, peace be upon him, says, And if I order you to do something, then do of it as much as you can. The next one is in Say, uh, is in Say Muslim, Book of Pilgrimage, book number 7, hadith number 3095. And in this hadith as well, the Prophet, peace be upon him, says, So when I command you to do anything, do it as much as it lies in your power. And when I forbid you to do anything, then abandon it. So the point here is that when I command you to do something, right, do as much of it uh, as is within your power. Okay. Uh, the second one is if a person is in a state of intense fear. So for example, the example I gave earlier, if there's a snake which enters um, the place where you're praying or if, you know, a rat rushes by or it could be that, you know, somebody has broken the window and it could be a burglar entering your home or entering the mosque, right? In that case, um, the direction um, is waved off, okay? And um, the evidence for this is in Surah Baqarah, chapter number 2, verse number 239. Allah says, If you fear an enemy, pray on foot or riding, as may be most convenient. But when you are in security, celebrate Allah's praises in the manner He has taught you, which you knew not before. And the phrase, if you fear, is general in meaning and includes all kinds of fear. The third reason is if a person is traveling. When you're offering nawafil prayer, that's the extra prayers besides the obligatory ones, and you're traveling, whether it be by plane or by car or on top of a camel, right? you may pray in whatever direction one is facing. And this applies only to um, nawafil prayers, such as witr or uh, night prayers, uh, duha, and so on. Okay, The traveler should offer all the nawafil the traveler should offer all nawafil prayers exactly the, like the one who is not traveling, except the regular sunnah prayers such as the sunnah of Zohar and Maghrib and Isha. The sunnah is not to offer these prayers. And if a person wants to offer nawafil prayers whilst traveling, he may offer them whatever direction he is facing. This is narrated in Al-Sahihain from the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. So guys, that's it for today's episode. I hope that's made a couple of things clear to you with regards to the Qibla and uh, the fact that it only means direction and it's there for unity for the Muslims and just that just goes to prove you know, the universal brotherhood um, and the unity which uh, we've got. So um, yeah, with that being said, I'll speak with you guys in tomorrow's episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.